Hi, and welcome to NPR's Planet Money Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 30th. It's about 5.47 here in New York. That's Eastern Time. I'm Laura Conaway. The news today is a little more mixed than yesterday. The stock market remains an e-ticket roller coaster. Yesterday, it fell 778 points after Congress spiked that big Wall Street bailout. Today, there's word that Congress will keep working on some kind of rescue plan. The stock market rose 485 points. I guess they like that. To me, the big picture here is that ordinary people don't know what's going to happen. They don't know whether the doomsday crowd is right and saying that if there's no bailout, we're going off the cliff. They don't know whether the bailout was wrong or whether it was the wrong form of something that needed to happen. They just don't know who to trust. Here's Planet Money listener Terry Weiss of Dayton, Ohio. My gut reacts to it. And the way that I hear all of my coworkers and friends talking, we think it's a bad idea. We know that something has to happen, but this feels insanely rushed, and the ideas are coming from people that, frankly, we don't trust right now. Is there anyone you do trust right now? I would have to say, I don't know. I mean, that's a really horrible way to feel. I feel like um, we're caught between people who gave us bad advice, people who thought up these stupid, you know, um, investment tools that they had no idea what was going to happen when they fell apart, and then we're looking at a new president with a new administration. So we feel, like, squeezed in between all this. When I look out at the political landscape right this second, What I see is a world in which, as you say, no one feels that they can trust anyone. Well, I think that that was demonstrated even by the, um, I heard different things about um, how some of the investment banks, you know, nobody even wanted to lend amongst themselves because they didn't trust each other. Right now, people are kind of looking out for themselves. I mean, when I hear things, you know, you hear like, somebody on television saying, never get panicked, never sell. It'll always get better. I don't necessarily believe that anymore because those are the people that were walking around looking like a deer in a headlight. Like, what in the world's going on? And then you see footage of the traders on the floor, you know, cursing at people in Congress. What are those idiots doing? They should be shot for this. Well, how do we know that this was even the right thing? Maybe it was best for that investor, but maybe it's not best for me. Maybe it's not best for my kids. Do you trust Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke? Um, probably not as much as I should. How about Henry Paulson? The no, not at all. President Bush? Depends on who he's listening to at the time. Nancy Pelosi? Absolutely not. You're running out of people. I know I am, and that's that's frustrating. That was Terry Weiss, a mom who works as a proofreader in Dayton. Next, I turn to John Macy. He's a deputy dean at Yale Law School. He's also an economist. We've had him on the show before. When I found John Macy today, he was sitting in the dentist chair. He says the government needs to do something, but it needs a lot better pitch to the public. Macy reached back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the Great Depression for an example. The sales of the bailout bill have been made on the following basis. Number one, they say 
uh, Main Street and Wall Street are joined at the hip, and what's good for Wall Street is good for Main Street. Number two, they've been saying, if you don't pass this, you just don't get it, uh, suggesting that, uh, that people are naive or unsophisticated if they don't get this. Um, you know, I think that um, uh, I think that the, that the any gains to Main Street are extremely uh, tangential at best, and uh, I think the, the the disapproval by the House uh, uh, illustrates that fact. I think we're having what can only be described as a populist moment right now in the United States, and I don't think that the people who were ineptly selling this bailout bill have any idea of about uh, who they're selling it to or what people are thinking. Do you yourself believe there needs to be some kind of government intervention here? Yes. How would you then go about selling that government intervention to the American people? Well, I think that I would uh, – uh, you have to predicate the, the plan on some kind of bottom-up rather than top-down stimulus. The idea that you're going to bail out the banks who got into this mess, as opposed to the to the mortgage holders, I think it's just misguided. It might be convenient for the Secretary of the Treasury or the Chairman of the Fed, but it's it's misguided from a political standpoint, or from an equity standpoint, or from a kind of a fairness and justice standpoint. So I think you you know I think you have to do something for the people who are you know, who got who got socked with all these very strange uh, mortgages and um, uh, you know, variable rate mortgages of of kind of infinite variety, and um, so in other words, you need you need you're saying that you need a bill that would no longer be referred to as a Wall Street bailout, but be, would be referred to as a homeowner bailout. I don't think it ta- right. I don't think it takes a a master political analyst to realize that a Wall Street bailout is is not a particularly uh, enticing proposition. Can we talk about what FDR did? Sure, FDR FDR came in. And he declared a bank holiday. He shut out and down the banks. That was the very first thing he did. What year are we talking here? Uh, this is 30, early 30s, 32, 33. So right in the Depression, FDR comes in and says, bank holiday. Right. And proceeds to do what? Close down the banks so people sort of calm down. It, Think of the difference, Laura. This is quite interesting. FDR came in, and his goal was to instill calm into the marketplace, to restore confidence in the financial system, right? The Secretary of the Treasury and the Chairman of the Fed's goal has been to instill panic in the financial system because unless people are panicked, they're not going to vote for this bill. Right, so FDR comes in, he sits down, he starts having fireside chats and saying, okay, people, here's what we're going to do. Right. Right, it wasn't a fireside chat, wasn't that a big part of sort of selling it? Yeah, but think about the fireside chat. We're sitting there calmly, rationally discussing this instead of in front of a fire, calm, soothing voice. As opposed, so the fireside chat is very different than yelling fire in a crowded capital market. Thanks to Yale professor John Macy. We hope the rest of your dentist visit went well. And finally, I turn to the first economist who ever said to me, hey, there are better ways to save Wall Street than this big bailout bill. Raghu Rajan teaches at the University of Chicago. Rajan may not have thought much of that particular bailout bill, but he does say the market needs to know help is coming. I think uh, the markets need to be reassured that something is being done because right now we have a banking sector which is uh, essentially in a state of panic, unwilling to lend to each other. Uh, We need to be thinking about recapitalizing the banking system whether through private money or through public money or through some combination. And I think we will come to that very soon.
How long do we have? If people believe that uh, that something is on its way and um, uh, that there is some direct intervention with some of the weakest banks, uh, you could have uh, at least uh, the the banking market reviving for a little while, and um, and that will buy us a little bit of time. But I don't think we have a lot of time. I I, I think that um, we are at a point where. Um, um, lenders are very, very nervous, and we need to convince them that there is a comprehensive plan uh, underway. There, I saw some talk uh, today of the FDIC trying to insure deposits over 100,000, uh, which essentially means that uh, that all bank debt is insured. Uh, and uh, these are the kinds of measures that are being contemplated. And if you're contemplating these kinds of measures, uh, I think you're pretty near sort of looking at the whole banking system and deciding whether to temporarily uh, take it over. Are we looking at a month? Um, in terms of time? Yeah. I'd say uh, a couple of weeks is, is uh, uh, without anything being done is about the outer limit. Raghu Rajan also told me that the government hasn't got to do everything at once. He thinks you could take maybe a series of small steps and that you'd learn something along the way about what was really needed. That's the Planet Money podcast for today, Tuesday, September 30th. Send us your questions, your opinions, your worries. We're at npr.org slash money. I'm Laura Conaway. You take care.